as by Jesus' stripes, we were already healed. And healing is the children's bread. You said you sent your word and you have already healed us and delivered us from our destruction. So we thank you for your healing and I command it amongst us on tonight. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet. God, we thank you for healing. God, we're not asking, we're commanding because we know what already belongs to us. We command sinus pressure to go in the name of Jesus. We command allergies to go in the name of Jesus. We command every line cold symptom to go in the name of Jesus. We command COVID-19 to go and we command it to bow down in the name of Jesus. God, we command every sickness, every disease, every growth, every tumor. God, we command it to go right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that healing has taken the place of every sickness and every disease in Jesus' name. And I say in the name of Jesus, rise up off of your bed of affliction. In the name of Jesus, pain, go right now now in the name of Jesus crippling off right is go right now in the name of Jesus stiffness in the joints go in the name of Jesus God we call our bodies whole we call our bodies restored right now in the name of Jesus God we thank you and we praise you God that is already done in Jesus name we honor you on tonight and now, Father, I thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive what you have for us on tonight. I thank you that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it. And I thank you I cannot do this by myself. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God, y'all, for the teachings that we're getting that's helping us to stay in our rightful place in Christ. Amen. Um, we've been talking about offense, and I'm going to go back briefly on some of the things that we've been talking about, and we're going to add some more to what we've been talking about. We know that offense are, is words or deeds that entice you to sin. And it's a trap that Satan used to entrap us. So we know that offense is words or deeds that um, entice us to sin. And this is what Satan used as a trap to entrap us. We talked about in Luke 17 that offense will come. So Jesus was letting us know that it will come. So we can look out for it because it's going to come. I don't care how saved you are, offense is going to come. We talked about past hurts and betrayal will bring on offense. When trouble and persecution um, comes, offense will show up. That's in Isaiah 48.10. Pride will not allow you to see offense. A hardened heart will not allow you to see offense. Hebrews 3.13. People cannot see their true condition. We talked about that in Revelations 3.14-20. through 20. And how a believer should be, 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26. And we talked about how we deal with the fence. So we also talked about how words bring on offense. So we were there um, the last time dealing with how words bring on offense. So we know that through the things that we say, um, through what we say, we're bringing offense to someone. So we have to be careful how we say things. And being that we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show us how to bring things forth concerning whom we're talking to so offense will not come. We went over Proverbs 18.21, dealing with death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. We went over Proverbs 13.3, those who are careful about what they say, watch, guard their mouth, protect their lives. But whoever speak without thinking, spread their lips wide, would be ruined. So we understand how our words can affect a lot of people. The things that we say can affect people. Proverbs 21, 23, he who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from trouble. So when we guard our mouth and our tongue, we keep ourselves from trouble. And sometimes it's according to where we are. It's according to 
what we have um, set our mind to. Because if we set a watch over our mouth and keep the doors of our lips, isn't that something? Set a watch, O Lord, over my mouth, keep the doors of my lips. We have to ask him to do that on a daily basis because if not, we have things that are in us. And when people begin to speak at us, we begin to bring those things out of us that we did not even realize that was there. And another thing, y'all, I have noticed, I don't know with you, but with me. If you're not careful, you'll begin to, and I think I taught on this, think on something that you think a person would say, they haven't said it yet, and you already have become offended. Have y'all thought about that? The person haven't even said anything yet. Before they even open their their mouth, you already done decided what they're going to say, and you take offense, but you don't know what they're going to say. And the Lord revealed that to me again because... When we get ideas about a certain person in our head and we see them come and we already hear the conversation before they even open their mouth. So before they even open their mouth, we have already decided I'm offended. We get offended at that person. That's why we have to know what the word of God is saying because offense will come. It'll come if nobody don't say nothing. You already done took offense before I even opened my mouth to teach you the word. Some people already done took offense. Why have they taken offense? Because some people say, oh, what is she going to say now? Oh, what has somebody done told her now? Oh, she just going to throw me out like that? No, the word will root up, tear down. It will do it. This is what the word does. When we bring forth the word, what the word is going to do, it's going to hit Whatever is in your life to reveal it to you. And that's a good thing. So we need to thank God for the word. Don't, don't hate me. Okay. Don't hate the sender. Because God is only sending me to give you what his word is saying. And sometimes I want to forewarn people. If you don't understand what I'm saying. You need to come to me. If you don't um, perceive what I'm saying. And the enemy is trying to get you to take it another way. Before you take it to somebody else. Come to me. Because if you don't understand by the spirit, you're going to try to change up what God has laid for people. And you're going to bring it in a way that God did not want it to be brought. So go to that person. Don't go to somebody else and try to bring correction or try to bring correction through teaching or anything else when you don't even understand it yourself. You have to understand where God is coming from and you have to have that revelation Instead of trying to hit somebody with something that you don't know anything about or trying to bring a correction. There's a way we correct. There is a way that we correct. And we don't do it to try to get people to think we know more than somebody else either. And that's where we're going tonight too. So we know that words will bring offense. So we have to watch what we say and how we say it. But we also learned that when offenses will come. But the problem is we have some stuff y'all that we hold that's deep on the inside of us and it come through other areas in our lives that we haven't dealt with and being that we have not dealt with those areas when somebody asks us things and those things that they're asking us is not bad things that offense begin to come because we were already frustrated with something else Come on, I I tell y'all how I get frustrated sometimes with my husband because I was already frustrated. I may answer him in a way I shouldn't answer him. So what I have to do is go back and say, why did I answer him that way? He just asked me a simple question. Why did I almost bite his head off and he just asked me something simple? So I have to pull away and say, Father, what's going on? Where, Where did this come from? See, if you don't do that, what the enemy is doing, he's going to add fuel to the fire. I have to go back and say, where did this offense come from? Why did I take offense at him when he didn't do anything? So if you don't stop and ask yourself that, you just let leaving a door open for the enemy to pour more things in. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it shouldn't be all of that. So we have to notice when things are coming in our lives that are not right. So when the Lord was telling me, he said, think about what you're thinking about. If you're thinking wrongly about a person, you got to cast that down. 
Because if you don't, you're going to have your own opinion about that person. And that's not the way that person is. And don't even listen to other people concerning that person. Because you don't pass judgment on that person based on what somebody else said. And if that person was already offended, they're going to have you disliking that person because they were already offended. But the Lord, I'm going to go a little bit further. We talked about words and how words can bring offense. I don't know about you. Sometimes we know when offense comes. When somebody say just the right thing, you're already offended. Get rid of it right then because if you don't, it's going to add more offense. But where is this coming from? It's coming from the heart. You already had something in your heart already that was rooted deep within. And soon as somebody approach you or ask you a question or bring correction to you, all of a sudden, you lashing out at them for no reason. So we have to guard our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. If you're not guarding your heart, then you're letting anything go into your heart that's not of God. So you have to ask the Holy Spirit to search you, to see what's there, so you can deal with what's there. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to make anybody feel no worse than what they are. Sometimes we bring things on people because of where we are, not because of where they are. And that's why I always try to look at me. Even when I know I'm right, I have to look back at me and say, okay, God, show me. Maybe it's something I have missed. And that's when you get into being humble. Because some people think that they know everything and they don't do nothing wrong. From the pulpit on down, everybody in this room have brought offense or have taken offense. So we need to quit making people think, I don't get offended. If you say you don't get offended, you already offended. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you say, I never take offense, oh, yes, you do. You may not say nothing, but deep down inside, you're boiling on the inside. Remember David. Let me read David again. Oh, David is our example, isn't he? Oh, I love me some David. No offense to you, honey. But I be with David all the time. (laughs) Anybody else be with David along with me? We sharing David, aren't we? And I know you ain't gay, Tyson, but you love some David, don't you? That's what I'm talking about. David in the book of Psalms. Listen at what he said in Psalms 39. I said, I will not, I will take heed to my ways. What is David saying? He said, I will take heed to who ways? His ways. So we have to see our ways ourselves, right? He said, he's going to take heed to his ways that I sin not with my tongue. That's how he's not going to sin with his tongue when he take heed to what? His ways. If we're not taking heed to our ways, we're going to sin with our tongue. That's what the Bible is saying. He said, I will keep my mouth. With the bridle while the wicked is before me. And then he said, I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. He said, my heart was hot within me while I was muzzling the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. See, David is being honest. First, he said, I said, I will take heed to my ways. He was trying. Don't we try to take heed to our ways? Come on, y'all. We try to hold it down as much as we can. But for some reason, that Rick Newton pushed Kathy Buttons. Push him. Push him. And Kathy said, I'm going to take heed to my ways. I'm trying to take heed to my ways, Rick. (laughs) I can pick on them. He said, she said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue, Rick. This is just a skit, y'all. And I will keep my mouth with the bridle, Rick. I'm trying now. I can see it right now. I'm trying now. I'm trying. (laughs) While the wicked, and I ain't saying you're wicked, Rick. While the wicked is before me. And then it said I was dumb with silence. And Rick is saying, you think? This is a skit, Kathy. See? I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. Now let me ask y'all something. If he's done with silence, he held his peace even from good, and he said, my sorrow was stirred. How is that possible? Here go the answer. My heart was hot 
within me. It mean it was on fire. While I was muzzling, the fire burnt. Do y'all know what it means to muzzle? Y'all know how you muzzle a dog's mouth so he won't bite you? But even though you got that dog's mouth muzzled, he gonna bite you when you take that muzzle off. Right? So even though we try to muzzle our mouth to keep from not saying nothing, it's the heart that God is looking at. You can muzzle your mouth all day long and be dumb like ain't nothing going on with you. But that heart within you, that's what tells the story. See, I can tell my husband, I'm okay, baby. Yeah, I'm okay. I forgive you, honey. Ain't no problem, baby. You're my honey bunny. Ain't no problem. He said, okay, sweetie. And he don't call me sweetie. Okay, Amanda. So that's what he would say. So we go on about our business until, somebody say until next time. So when next time come and he come at me in another way, guess what? The heart that was, I was muzzling that thing, but my heart was burning within me. So I'm going to begin to speak on yesterday, the day before, and the years before. Everything that I was muzzling, it was in my heart, y'all. I didn't let go of it. So why do I tell y'all that I can tell Teresa, Teresa, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry too, Apostle. I'm glad we can work it out. I'm so glad we can work it out too because we sisters in Christ. I love you. I love you too. We go on about our business, but we don't go in the word to deal with the root. This is what's going on in the church. People are saying they're sorry all day long, but they ain't dealing with the root that's causing the issue. So it's the root there in your heart that the enemy know that he can still go in there and grab. And then you're going to come out worse than what you were before because you're not dealing with the root. So we have to go back and say, God, what's going on with me? Why am I acting out of character? Why am I always coming at people this way? God, what is the root of this? Something is going on that I don't see. So God, I want to know what's going on. And sometimes it takes fasting. Sometimes it takes turning away your food or turning away something that you like so much and love that you turn away from that and you turn to him and his word and say, God, deal with me because I supposed to be representing you. I don't supposed to be representing strife and offense. Do you know whom you spend more time with? That's who your God is. So that's why we have to say, God, search me. Show me me so I can deal with me. And Lord, I'm burning up on the inside, even though I'm saying I'm sorry. On the inside, I'm trying to contain myself. I'm walking off, but I'm yet not satisfied. And then we get to the point of we using stuff in our mind. That nigga. I didn't call him that, y'all. No, I didn't. Y'all know the words that you use in your mind. Some of you cuss words in your mind. But you go on and you smile and you act like everything is okay. But you know deep down inside it's not. So we need to deal with the root of it so we can identify when offense is coming and we can get rid of it. It's going to keep coming. But we got to get rid of it and let the enemy know you're not going to entrap me with this area no more. Because I know that I'm not fighting against my brother or sister. This is a spirit that's coming in between us so we will be divided. He know a divided house cannot stand. Did y'all know that he used you to get me? If y'all stay fighting all the time with one another, who's he coming up against? Me. Because if he get the head, he got the body. So this is why when offense come, we know how to handle offense so we can go, on, go with our father's business, be about our father's business. So the Lord was telling me today in prayer, the Lord said, the goddess of pride. And that's where I'm going tonight. I said, huh? He said, the goddess of pride. Y'all know a goddess is a deity. It's a God. So he told me, he said, the goddess of pride. And I, I sat there, and it's a name that they use that in um, mythology. It's called Hybris. Hybris. And I was like, okay, God, what are you talking about? With Hybris, there is pride dealing with that God. So I said, okay, God, what are you saying? He said, when it comes to pride, when you are prideful, you're serving really yourself. 
you're making yourself a God. Some people don't even know that they're in pride. And that's part of where offense comes from. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about pride because God says some people don't even know that they're walking in pride. So we have to identify these things that's holding us, that's keeping us in offense. See, pride hides offense. A prideful person will hide offense because a prideful person don't think that they have offense. So let's look at pride tonight and see what the word has to say about pride. Y'all, it's going to get better and better. And each time that I teach on this, oh my goodness, things begin to escalate. I'm not lying. Since I have been teaching on strife and offense, y'all ain't seen no escalation in Miracle Temple. Nobody don't want to say nothing. Thank you, Deacon. Thank you, Tyson. Everything we teach on, what did the enemy bring? He bring the test. He tried, first he going to try me. I told y'all about the possum. Let me tell y'all something. Do y'all know since I told you about the possum, we've been seeing a lot of possums coming out trying to hit the car. <laughs> True? Last night, my husband said, look, Harry, there go a possum. He ain't hit brakes. You know why he said he ain't hit brakes? He said, because you wasn't in the front seat. See, he tried to start with me, right? He said, you didn't holler. That's why I ain't hit brakes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, anything you teach on, it's going to come back and try you to see where you are in that area. So let's talk about pride. Pride means to be lifted up, raised up, and exalted. To be lifted up, raised up, and exalted. Pride is having confidence in self, me, myself, and I. It's all about me. When a person is prideful, their confidence is in them, no one else, not even God. That's why God said it's a goddess of pride, meaning that you are lifting yourself up. You are making yourself a God. And some of us don't even realize we're making ourselves a God because we want people to look up to us. And once we get more into the teaching, people are going to realize, wow, I didn't realize I had people looking up to me like that. That's why we have to be so careful because the enemy want to entrap us. Why, why does he want to entrap us? Go to Isaiah 14, 12 through 15. Y'all know this one. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart. You see where it started? It started in his heart. He said, you said this from within, within your heart. I will ascend into the heavens. See, it was about him, right? So when pride is involved, it's always about us. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the height, heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. See, it was all about who? Him. Where did it originate from? The heart. When you always look into you to fix everything. When you always want people to look to you to fix it, you, you got to form a pride. You got to realize I can do nothing. I can do nothing. I have to depend on God to help me. So every day we have to look to him. We cannot look to no one else but him. If I always look to my husband to fix everything, then I, that means I'm not looking to God. I'm making him my God. Oh, my husband can do it. My husband can do it. My husband can do it. And guess what? His head going to swell up so big. See, with pride, it do swell your head. Because if I keep giving him compliments after compliments after compliments, and it's good to compliment people. But if I keep saying, oh, my husband can do it. My husband can do it. I know my husband can do it. He can do everything. So he's listening. So when he sing like he fails, let's go there. See, I can talk about us. Remember, y'all, he said when we was coming from Raleigh and the thing was in the road and I said, you know what? I wouldn't have done what you done. I was telling him how good he did it, what he did. So he said, I felt big. I felt lifted up. 
I felt exalted. He said, so when the possum was there and she fussed me out, it made me feel. How did it make you feel? Offended. He said, how can she go from here and put me down here? So see, the enemy tried to put a little bit of pride there, but you didn't recognize that that was pride there a little bit, did you? See? But he didn't take offense to it. We got it right. See, we have to know how pride sneaks its way in because any man or woman love for their man or woman to praise them a little bit, right? It's nothing wrong with that as long as you're not putting them before God. You're never supposed to put a person before God. You're never supposed to say, oh, my husband can do that. If nobody can't, my husband can. My husband, if people always hear you talking about your husband, that's your God. I can't do nothing without my husband. Oh, we do this. Oh, we do that. See, you putting him above God. And you have to watch how you say things concerning people because people that are spiritual know that's a form of pride. Sometimes we don't recognize that pride. And sometimes we can put our children in a place where we're always talking about they accomplished this or they accomplished that. They do this or they do that. This is my child is over here. My child is over there. My child know how to do this. My child know how to do that. That's a form of pride. You're putting your child in a place that when your child is hearing that, they feel like they have to stay in that place because if they get below that place, they're feeling like they're not worthy no more. So we have to be careful where we place people because if they fail, they feel like I am a failure. I'm not where I need to be. So we got to look at pride as being exalted and it's being lifted up. When we look in the word of God in Mark 7, 7 verse 20 through 23, it says, expanded Bible. And Jesus said, the things that come out of people are the things that make them unclean, defiled. All these evil things begin inside people in the mind from within, out of the heart. Evil thoughts, intentions, ideas, sexual sin, stealing, murder, adultery, greed, evil action, wickedness, lying, deceit. Doing sinful things, indecency, lust, lewdness, jealousy, envy, evil eye, speaking evil of others, slander, blaspheming, pride, and foolish living. Look at all of this that comes from within. It comes from the heart. All these things come from inside and make people unclean and defiled. Pride is one of those things. Pride comes from the heart. It's where you have put yourself When you exalt yourself above others, when you think you can do things better than somebody else can do it, that's pride. I'm going to use the sound room for an instance with Athea. Hey, Lofton. She said, yes, ma'am. When it comes to the sound room, can can you, yes, come on, Thea. When it comes to the sound room, Athea know how her stuff is in that sound room. And Athea is not going to allow you to go in her sound room and mess with her stuff. She's not going to allow you to tell her that this is the way it's supposed to be because I know how I left it. So Athea, do me a little skit with the sound room. Joe, come here a minute, please. Poor Joe. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Joe, I left some batteries for the uh, timer for the Sunday school uh, timer inside the little box that it came in. And I noticed that it wasn't in there. And I noticed that Gloria has not been in the sound room. So it's, I was the only person in there other than you. So what did you do with that battery? Joe. Joe, when I left, Gloria hasn't been in there, and I know where exactly where it is. It's on the shelf, on another little shelf at the top. Those batteries. Those batteries. Yes. 
I need to borrow one, but I borrow a couple of them. I meant to tell you about them, um, but I forgot to get back with you. I was going to put them back as, possible, as soon as possible. Okay, that's on the inventory. And there was also something else out of place. You know where we keep the FM transmitter, right? Yeah. Where do we keep it? In the window. Right. So when I came in, Glory hasn't been in there. I'm the only one in there. and I So you said I moved it? No, I just noticed that the antenna was down. The antenna? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't do it. Gloria hasn't been in there. But I noticed that it had been, you know, was pressed down. And we needed to stay up so it can get a good reception. Let me go back in there and pull it back up? No. Why did you? Did you move? You moved it, right? Yes. I was trying to do something else, and I had to move it out of the way to get to it. Okay. Something else. <laughs> you know where we keep the CD... When we play the blessing at the end of service every Sunday, it's escape for real. You know where we keep it, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, when I went in there, it was with the other CDs, and we normally don't put it with the other CDs. And mind you, Gloria wasn't in there. It, I'm trying to get everything together. Um, but when you move stuff, just let me know. All right. I'll text you next time. Let you know. Well, put it back where you got it from. That's I, all I'm saying. When you move stuff, if you if this is here. Okay, I'm looking for that to be there. Not over there, not back there, right there. Facing this way so you can see what it is. And this right here, facing this way so you can see that it's Clorox. But it's still in there. It does, no, no, no. But put things, if you get in the habit of putting things back exactly where you got it from, that's a good habit because the person that goes behind you, they're not going to know to look back there or there because it's always there. See what I'm saying? So if, if you move something, and Gloria and I know where it is, we know where we put it, okay? That's our system. We know where everything is. If you move it, then I have to look for it because I know exactly where it is. If Pastor James come in and say, Othelia, where's such and such? It's right there. Look on the top shelf, right in the back. That's where it is. But if you move it, then I won't know. He won't know, and it's like we're on a wild goose chase, and I might have to come all the way from Maple Hill to find something that you misplaced. I apologize. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, before y'all end this skit, Joe, how did you feel when Athea was talking to you? Oh, uh, I didn't, well, with it being a skit, it didn't bother me, um, uh, I know that she like things. She's she is very particular, so I know that she like things. You know how she how she put everything. She do want you to put it back. Uh, so this ain't the first time, you know. So she, she's got on me before. <laughs> but if it was not a skit and that happened, oh, if it wasn't a skit and it was for real, uh, I probably get a little offense. It de- it depends if if it was in front of everybody or how she would have said it to me. I probably okay. Catch what you said. Yeah. If it was in front of if, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So what do you call that? I probably got a little pride. Little got pride. some pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I'm bringing out some stuff so yeah. everybody understands. Right. Now, with you, Athea, tell me what you saw in you. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait, 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 no. <laughs> a little bit of, uh, a little bit. Um, pride, because it's like, and want it the way I want it, how Stop I want right it. Stop right there. Stop right there. Some people think that that's not pride, but it is. When you want it. The way I want the it. The way you want it. Maybe that's why you ain't got no husband yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up you, Athea. <laughs> Go ahead, Athea. Go ahead. Continue on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and because I do uh, live alone and I ain't saying I want nobody to live with it, please, heaven knows, uh-uh. Not even the dog. <laughs> Two-legged one either. But I live alone, so I know where everything is in my house because I put it there. If I was sending you to my house to get a bobby pin, I could tell you exactly how to go in the house and where to go to get the bobby pin. So I use the same thing in the sound room because if you put something back where you got it from and then if I'm not here, they don't have to go looking for it. And that's good. But how do you feel when it ain't? Like oh, it's supposed to be? I don't like it. 
What did that bring? It brings a strife and offense, and I be hot. Like fire, yeah. What she be? Like on fire. <laughs> look, so we might as well go on and tell it what happened today, right? Oh, see, I didn't know nothing. Look, 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 stick it out. What happened today? What happened today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah today. Yeah. Uh, okay, when we come in, we have a procedure, right? Right. You turn on the soundboard first before you turn on the speakers, and the amp, if you don't, it's going to pop. pop. So when I came in, you know, we introduced you to my classmate or whatever, and Joe had came around, and I didn't know that he had turned the speakers on. So when I turned the soundboard on, I heard something go, pop. Right. And Joe was standing back there, and I'm like, Joe, why you turn the speaker on? You, you know protocol. I point, I'm pointing at him. Yeah. I pointed at him. Yeah. And I know he didn't like it because he went and sat down with his head down. I didn't say anything to him. Right? <laughs> I know he didn't like it. Joe, was there some offense there? I knew, well, I knew I was in the wrong. I knew I was in the wrong. Yeah, I knew I was in the wrong. But how did it make you feel? Uh, not when hot, hot, but I was kind of tight. Yeah, I was kind of well, tight. What tight mean? Break down tight. I was, I was feeling some type of way because she just uh, feeling feel some type of way because she just pointed you me felt out. Some, okay. Yeah. How did y'all handle it? No, nah, not yet. Well, no. I, I I wrote a letter. I just didn't give it to her. I wrote a letter. I just haven't given it to you her. You wrote what? I wrote a letter. Let the words of my mouth <laughs> and the meditations of my heart be pleasing unto you. Go ahead and finish this skit. <laughs> But uh, I, I, yeah, uh, I knew I was in the wrong. Uh, and like she say, uh, protocol is it's there for a reason. Um, and uh, I just went ahead and jumped the gun without getting permission. So I'm asking you and audio, forgive me for doing what I did. You're, you're fine. Which we were. I was going to talk to him later on yeah. about it because the, and the reason why uh, we had started service, and that's why I didn't get with him because and the reason why. Is because you send a, uh, uh, electrical current through the system, and that's what gives you that pop, and you don't want to do that. That's right. And the correct way to do it. And I understand he was trying to help. That's right. He was trying but to help. I'm going back to you. How her face looked. Oh, well, she was, she was way back there, but I could tell it was. Well, do the face. This is the action part. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this to set you up, nor Joe. See, the Lord know what to do, don't he? Yeah. See, God is showing us all how words and actions bring offense. Joe didn't have to hear her, nah, but nah. he saw her, so that's why he went and sought down Deacon <laughs> and held his head between his legs because he knew she going to get me. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. There's pride. There's a fence, and it could lead to a big wall if it's not handled. Now, Nay, come up here, baby. Nay gonna do me a skit. Who you want to help you? Zai said, leave me out of this. Who you want to help you? Come on, Sister Nays. Nay, this is what I want you to do. We have to recognize what we see, y'all, and we have to deal with it. Is your mic on? There you go, it's on. This is my first event. Uh, let me call Miss Denise. Oh, my program is so pretty. I got to call Miss Denise. Uh, dang, dang. Miss Denise, Miss Denise, did you see my program? Oh, I'm so excited. Ain't it beautiful? Yes, Nay, it's pretty. It's, it's beautiful. Did you see it? 
Yeah, I saw it, but nay, you know, you need to handle things yourself. I mean, it, it, it ain't got nothing to do with me. You got that. That's on you. What do you mean it ain't got nothing to do with you? You told me that I can come to you for anything. Well, you had done been to me, nay. So why do you keep coming to me? You got it. God gave it to you. Keep moving. Okay, okay then. I'll talk with you later. All right, bye. So what ended up happening, this is a real skit. I got offended by Miss Denise because she said what she said. And I held on to it for two years. I didn't say anything about it. And what happened with me holding on to it for two years, we put stuff in our healing chamber. And we push it down and we leave it there. So for two years, me and Miss Anise walked past each other by Miss Anise having discernment. She knew it was something, but she didn't know what it was. So instead of me going to Miss Anise and saying, Miss Anise, you know, you, made, you hurt my feelings. You made me feel a certain type of way. But I didn't do that. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't do, I didn't go in the word like I was supposed to go in the word and confront her about it. I just walked around and pretended like it was nothing. And for two years in my heart, I kept bringing it up. I can't believe she said what she said. She told me that she was going to have, I just don't understand why she said what she said. So anytime any little thing would come up because I had stuff that was already in me for two years and not dealing with it. So when pastor started preaching on strife, I made a decision that I was not going to go another day with that. That was that one thing that was in my heart and been in my heart towards Miss Denise and it puts a wall because sometimes, even if you don't say it out your your mouth, people have discernment. They know. They know that it's something because you don't act the same. You kind of like put that wall up. And that's what I did with Miss Denise instead of going to Miss Denise. So when Pastor preached on strike, I talked to her. We was talking, and I said, Miss Denise, I need to talk with you. I said, I need to get something out of my heart that's just been there for almost two years. She said, what is it, Nate? Tell me, what is it? And I told her, and I said, and I don't understand why you say that. And Miss Denise said, Nate, I'm so sorry. It wasn't you. She said, I was dealing with something else when you called. So for two years... Something that I got offended by that I could have known right then that it didn't have anything to do with me. It was what she was already going through with. Did you go home and pray about it for two years? No, I didn't go home and pray about it for two years. But you keep reliving it over and over and I just can't believe it and I just can't believe it. even though you're not saying it out your mouth it's in your heart and it'll affect your actions towards you act towards people and the way you treat people sometimes we can be so passive I'm just not going to say anything but that's just as bad because you're passive because of the way that they made them feel I'm not going to say nothing but not saying nothing is just as bad because you come into church every Sunday and you're being very quiet and passive towards towards the person. Good morning. Bye. And that's the end of it. No conversation. No love flowing out of your heart towards people because you stand nauseous because you got offended. You didn't go to them. You didn't deal with it. So it can be squashed and gone. And then it's nothing. But we don't know that it's nothing until we do like the words say do. Go to that person and deal with it right then. And let me ask you this, Renee. You know how I talked about when someone said, well, I just need to pray on it first before I go to them. Why would you think some people would say, I'm going to pray before I go and don't never go? I think people don't... um some people don't go to people because they are afraid of the response they're going to get back from the other person. Some people don't go because they're not about, they don't want confusion. I'm one of those people. I don't like confusion. So I'm quick to 
to say, okay, and just let it go because I don't like confusion. But it brings confusion when you don't deal with it. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Sister. And see, that's what we're supposed to do as kingdom citizens. When we're part of the same kingdom, we have the same laws, the same way of doing things. There is a time, y'all, that, you know, you have to really say, well, Lord, I do need to say something to this person, and I don't want to wait. You may want to stop and pray and say, show me how to bring it. That's, that's something. Show me how to bring it to the person. I know I have to bring it, but it shouldn't take you two months for the Lord to show you how to bring it. Because if you are in the word, he's going to show you how to approach that person. And you will hear the Holy Spirit say, a soft answer turns away wrath. Grievous words stir up anger. So you know you're going to go to them in a way of humility. You're not going to go to them making it about you. That's what pride does. We try to justify why we cussed at you. We try to justify why we said what we said. That's a form of pride. Because when you go to somebody when in meekness and you go to somebody in love, you're not trying to justify you. You're giving glory to God. You're honoring him and you're doing what the word of God tells you to do. None of us in here should have the right to think it's always somebody else besides us. We really need to rethink before we react. We need to say, God, why, why does this keep happening to me? Lord, what's going on? And I hear Sister Nee saying this all the time. Lord, what's wrong with me? Every time I turn around, somebody always sends this niece, this niece, this niece. Wasn't that your tone, Sister Nee? And what were you told? As always, it ain't about you. That's right. That's what she said. It's not about you. I say, get off you. See, when we're doing a work for the Lord, Christian folks going to come at you when you're doing a work for the Lord. Because when they got stuff in them, and you coming to them with truth, they're going to slap you all over the place. Christian folk, they're going to try to kill you worse than a sinner would. Christians. So you got to understand that these things are going to come. But when you know you're doing it unto the Lord, you got to be just like Jesus. Jesus brought it and he just left. He didn't sit there and try to defend. He didn't sit there trying to justify. So we have to, Miracle Temple, get this stuff out of here. Because the things that's coming now, we don't have time to be fighting one another. We need to be coming together. Being united. We ain't got time to see who can be the best teacher. Who can be the best preacher. Who bought the word better than this one bought the word. Oh, let me correct what they said so people know I'm right. We ain't got time for that foolishness. We need to bring what God would have us to bring and go to one another in love when we don't understand what the other is doing. That's what we do. We don't just throw them out there. We come together, and when we get to know one another, I can say, I know Teresa didn't mean to hurt me. The devil is a lie, because the devil will make you think, see, they try to set you up. See, they try to treat you this way. You already done thought about it, so now you're reacting to it, and that's not really what had happened, because you got junk in your trunk, so the enemy is adding to that junk in the trunk. You see how Renee handled that? She said two years. And Renee walked around here, talked to Sister Nice. Sister Nice talked to her, but she was hurt. But look at her now. See, she ain't got nothing to be ashamed of. The devil don't have nothing on her. Some of us sit there hurt, disappointed, feeling a certain way about a person, and we say we just take it. That's not what the word says, y'all. You don't take it. You go to your brother or sister because your brother or sister might not even know, you know, that that's how you felt. They probably feel like, what did I do? I didn't realize I'd done anything. Tell me what I did. And some people can't even tell you what you did because they don't know. So we need to get rid of this stuff. And that's why I'm going back through these teachings. We had this before. And the thing that what we got to deal with mostly is us. 
And guess what? You got to become a dead man. You got to become dead. That means you got to know you died. And he gave me an illustration. He said, you remember when Christ died? He said he died. He was buried. That's what you do with a dead man. He said, but when he rose, he rose with all power. He said, so when he died, you died. You were buried, but you rose with a new life in Christ. And you're supposed to be showing his life, not strife. Ain't he so, he's so comical. His life, not strife. So you got to understand that. All of us got to understand. We got some issues. And we need to deal with those issues amongst one another. And we have to do it in love. So we're going to diligently go through these scriptures. And we're going to meditate on them. And we're going to ask the Lord, show me my junk in my trunk that I'm putting over on everybody else. And it keeps happening. Over and over. Y'all know a dead man don't talk because he dead. Right? Have you seen a dead man get up and talk at a funeral? Because that's just a body. They through talking. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we have died, but we have become alive in Christ. And y'all, it started at home. It does. It starts between married couples. Talking and communicating with one another and getting it right at home. Because if we don't get it right at home, we're going to bring it into church. And people are going to get what we want to give to our husbands or what we want to give to our wives. I had one man years ago. He was so distraught in the home, he was beating the floor. To keep from beating the wife. It's the truth. He was so full of anger. He was so full of offense and strife. Because the wife was a Jezebel. The wife was controlling. And the only thing he can do is hit something else to keep from hitting that wife. That's just how bad it was. So we need to deal with whatever's in us. We need to learn not to take offense when correction is coming at us. Because we're here to, you know, bring the good news. Concerning the kingdom and strife and offense will stop you from doing what you need to do unto the Lord. So we're going to continue in pride again next week. But I want to give you this scripture on pride. This scripture here says, this one right here is a good one. Proverbs 13.10. Pride only leads to arguments. Or the empty-headed cause arguments out of pride. But those who take advice are wise. That's expanded Bible. Pride only leads to arguments. That's what pride leads to, arguments. I have to give you this other one, Proverbs 17, 19. Whoever loves to argue, argue loves to sin. Did y'all hear that? Whoever loves to argue loves to sin. Whoever brags a lot is asking for trouble. Builds a high doorway is seeking a collapse. So we see what pride does. Pride leads to arguments because when you are always on you, me, myself, and I, it leads to arguments because you want it your way. It ain't going to be no other way. You're not coming down because you feel like you're right and you're not wrong. So what end up happening? You keep arguing because you want it done your way. That's pride. But a humble person will submit their self unto God, resist the devil, and guess what the devil going to do? He's going to flee. So even when you know you're right and a person is not listening, just humble yourself. Just say, okay, let them do it their way. And then when they do it wrong, don't come back in pride and say, I told you so. Haven't we all done that? I told you so. You just won't listen, Manda. If you had to listen, it wouldn't have happened. I, I remember my husband told me this. Y'all, I didn't know this. I did not. I did not know a deaf person had the right to drive. Because I said, how can they hear the horn blowing? I know they can see. But how can they hear a horn blowing? And, and yeah, my husband said, I'm telling you, a deaf person can drive. I said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. Me and my daughter was just in cahoots. 
We, we, was, we was joined together. We was on one accord. And my daughter said, Daddy, ain't no deaf person can drive. I think I asked you, Sister Niece, didn't I? And Sister Niece said, I ain't know nothing about no deaf person driving. I mean, I cleared him out. Ain't no deaf person can drive. And he let me go on about my business. And guess what he told me? You know how I know they can drive? Because I worked with one that drove. <laughs> he let me make a fool of myself. I was in a form of pride, y'all. I thought I knew. He brought me down to my level, and I looked like a fool. You hear me? I'm asking Sister Denise. Sister Denise coming in agreement because it seemed right, didn't it? Then he's going to be just as calm. Okay, man. Okay. He humbled himself, but I look like the fool. So what am I saying? Sometimes we have to say, okay. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. And then go to the Holy Ghost and say, Holy Ghost, help me. So all of us have a form of pride somewhere. And when you don't admit that you have a form of pride, you are in pride. So we have to ask the Lord, where am I? What am I doing to be prideful? And the Lord will show it to you. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I see Evangelist Newton over there. Like she in class. Yes, Evangelist. Um, I was, I'm just, I just want to say that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit will, he's our teacher, so he'll show you you. And um, I was thinking about how Sister Thea was saying, I put that there, I put that there. When you change the way I did it, I, 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 everything's like your way, it's the only way right. And that's how God was showing me me. I'm, just, I'm not just, I'm just, you know. Uh, he was showing me me like it for because just you know it's me and my husband if I get so bent on I did this I want it that way everything is I I I the Holy Spirit showed me you know that's Lucifer I I'm the everything if it's I and me you know that's what God showed me if I'm so bent on can't nobody however it's got to be my way if I put it here and you moved it because I put it there I you know just I and then, but what I was trying to get to was um, driving. When we fuss everybody out on the highway because they're in my way, you're going too slow for me. You, everything, it, it's like we don't own the highway. Everybody out there has a right, regardless of how they drive. And that's pride too. And um, I'm just saying how the Lord is, I thank God for you being on this subject because um, the Lord had been dealing me with the spirit of pride and humility for a long, for a long time because um, I want Lord, the Lord to show me me because you cannot serve the Lord in pride. You can only serve him in humility. So the Holy Spirit will show you yourself if you want to be shown. And even when my husband and I get in disagreements, um, we both could be prideful and anger does come for pride because um, we want to be right. Mm-hmm. I want to be right. He want to be right. And that's why we be so angry because I want to be right. And I'm going to be, be, you know, he's, he gives as good as he gets. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we have, but we'll both humble ourselves and we will apologize. And we come quick to say, I was wrong. Because I have conditioned myself to be able to come down. I don't mind coming down. Even if I'm way up there like you, I'm just so convinced I'm no, right. Why you put me in that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> be so convinced I'm right. Be way up there just making your point. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he'll get real quiet. And he'll just let me go. And then after a while, the truth will be revealed. And I feel that little. But I don't mind. So you know what? You were so right. Because I have no other choice. Mm-hmm. I don't have no other choice but to admit he was right. I said, you were right. I was wrong. When you said, now say what it is. So I won't carry, you know, to get rid of that pride. I said, you were right because you said um, the chair is blue. And I was wrong. And I said, I stood you down. But you were so right. And you humbled yourself. Forgive me. And I do it like that because, um, you know, right. I just lay it all out on the table. Right. That's right. And that's what we all have to do, y'all, because we do have little arguments over, I was right, 
And I'll tell you this with me and my husband. I'll send him to go get something, y'all, and I know where it's at. He'll come back and say, it ain't there. I say, yes, it is. It's not there. Yes, it is. Sometimes I go and grab it. I say, it already slapped you in the face. So <laughs> it's little, little simple stuff that brings a man low or brings a woman low or make them become even higher because they know what they're talking about. So we got to learn to come low before we can come high. What count? Oh, that ain't, that ain't um, dealing with this teaching. We'll throw that in another one. <laughs> Julia? Come on down, Julia. so much. See, you remember our stuff, don't you? You remember my own stuff. But I'm not ashamed, y'all. I'm going to tell you why. Because it helps me to get stronger in him to know where I am. That's what I love about God. We don't have to be ashamed. Why did I share my stuff? Because I'm not ashamed. Because we get it right. We work together to get it right so it won't stay in our home. You don't want that stuff in your home. Kim? You can line up next, Jennifer. You can just come up here and get this other mic. Just wipe it off. Pride can also come through um, rejection of being told no. Mm -hmm. I know growing up, my daddy used to love the word no. Every time I asked him, I couldn't ever say nothing but can I, and the next answer was no. So pride was in me because I felt like, well, I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. And so I made sure I was able to do for myself. So when I got in a bad relationship in the first marriage, he wasn't around to do for me. And I remember Apostle will always tell the women, the single women in the church, like, you know, the ones that weren't married, let some of the men grab that. You sit down. And I'm thinking, but I can grab it because I was used to doing for myself. And part of me didn't want nobody to do for me because I've been let down before. And I didn't like that rejection of being let down. So I'm like, you know how people say, you could do bad by yourself. I felt like I could do better for myself. And I wouldn't have to depend on nobody. And so that'll make you prideful too. Because then when you get somebody good in your life and they try to do for you, you push them away. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know how to receive and, and accept what they would do for you. Amen. So rejection. And dealing with Athea. It is good to keep your stuff in order. So keeping your stuff in order does not bring pride. It shows your responsibility and it shows you being a steward over what God has given you and you know where things are, keeping it in place. But we know how pride can come in when you want it turned a certain way. (laughs) So that's different. Now, what I was going to say was one of the reasons why I love it when y'all, when you share with you and him, it helps to relate to the teaching and the word. Just like Jesus taught in parables, that's another parable. And so it sticks like that story will stick with you. So many things. And um, I got to say this, this. I live by myself and I can't blame nobody. I, I don't know where I laid it. I spent half my time. Manny, you got something? Come on down, man. He got, well, come on, Tyson. Y'all come on, get your sanitizer. We know y'all clean, but just come on, get your sanitizer. You worldwide. Uh, When everybody was talking about, you know, different things and what they were holding, the Lord was just showing me how, like, he was going to bring healing through that, you know, us confessing faults one to another. Like he said, pray one for another that you may be healed. Like, it takes, you know, so we don't feel like we're just uh, exposing ourselves. It takes right. humility to actually confess these things in front of everybody. Right. So, 
That's what's going to bring the healing. The, the pride is what stopped the healing because we sit here and hold it and act like we got it all together. But he says he's going to bring healing Amen. as we confess these things. Amen. It takes a brick off of your weight. God be the glory. I thank God for today. The thing that gets me is, um, you know, the pride that I have is we all come from different places. We was taught different before we got here. And when you come, you think everybody's supposed to speak like you, supposed to, uh, the, you know, we, we learning in the teaching. We can take the same passage and we, we do it differently. And so I, I just always think that um, when somebody say something to me, y'all heard me say that I love people. And I just want them to, the, I'm thinking that it's me. And my kids used to tell me, Dad, everybody can't hit like us. Don't think everybody can hit like us. Come on, he should be able to hit that. You know it's straight down. But I want I want to share a scripture that that's reamer to me. Um, it's talking about the hardened heart. You know um, Hebrews uh, three thirteen. It says, "But exalt one another daily," and that's what we should do. You know, even in the church, some of us we come here and we know of each other, but we don't know each other. And when when things come, when issues come up, we never face that um, with somebody else um, that you just see in the church and you never face them right before you. And so when it happens, you be like, okay, this is the first time this come to you. You know, it might be, you know, like getting on I-40 is 70, 70, you know, miles an hour and then getting on 421 is, is 60 miles an hour, you know. So when it comes to your butt, it says, you know, while, while it is called today, you know, we, we have to, uh, you know, me. When stuff comes up, don't let it keep going. Just like she said, two years. You can't keep, let it keep going. I've had stuff that, that uh, I kept too. But now I learned, you know, through the teaching is that, you know, you got to let it out daily. I don't care. You know, and God will show you yourself. You know, I don't care how much you think, you know, sometimes we we we'll sit right here. And when we when we, you know, I guess, the, the, you know, seeks after the spirit, the spirit speaks to you through the word and you find out yourself and you don't mean no harm. It's just that, like Pastor said, you know, you know, you unlearned in some stuff. You know, you don't know it all. There's no person in here knows it all. But you don't mean no harm because you you just, uh, you're a great person and you, and you just don't want to do nothing to hurt God. But when you just don't know, sometimes it's like, you know, putting your hand on a baby. If you squeeze it too tight, it'll cry, you know. And, and so it's just that learning the word and knowing that everybody wasn't bought up like you or, or everybody don't do it like you. You know, that's a sense of pride, and that's that's my problem. Amen. So thank God for the teaching. different teaching can have us thinking that we're okay when we're not okay. Some people don't get to the root. They just let people go on about their business. As long as they pay their tithes, as long as they come to church, as long as they serve, they're okay. That's not God's way of doing. We have to be united. We are one body with many members. Amen. So we'll continue. I'm so glad y'all talking. It's so good to know. And not people getting offended by it. Right, Athea? <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and close. Was there anything else? Anyone else? Okay. Renee?